What up? Welcome back to the Stellar Stellar Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Boyd, joined as always by Glenn Enos. Junior. And Matthew Souza, our favorite guest, Matthew Souza. That's right. We're back. Guys, I got to be honest with you, dude. I got my Cisco Brewers Cup here. That's not a sponsor. But uh, no free ads. Phil, I got some cranberry juice here. I'm ready to go. I got a bottle of water loaded with vodka. <laughs> I got nothing. Oh I'm my running God. dry tonight. Oh, that was sick, bro. It's really water. Anyways, if um, if you're listening to this or you're watching this, it means that we're back, which means right. football is back. I mean, it's not back yet. Technically, we still have a month before we see actual games and stuff. But we like to start things early here on the Stellar Shuttle Podcast. If this is your first time listening, and it shouldn't be, you must know that this right here, myself, Glenn Enos Jr., this guy to the left of me, Matthew Souza, and this guy below me, Mr. Kareem of Wheat, Mason Boyd, four-time toilet bowl recipient. That's right, baby. Um, we love football and we love fantasy football, which is why we do this podcast year in and year out. And it's not any, listen, if you're here for fantasy football advice, this ain't the place. Okay. Because I'm just going to give you my opinions on what I think is right in my head of head, my heart of hearts and my gut of guts. I'm a dumbass, So don't listen to me. Exactly. And Sousa is just here so it won't get fined, right? Right. Right. If you are, however, looking for a good time, looking for some mindless blabble on your ride to work, on, uh, I don't know, your daughter's first communion that you don't want to listen to, and you want to put in headphones and listen to us during football season, that's what we're for. I don't know why that example is so specific, but – that, that's why you listen to us. It's not for fantasy advice. It's not for fantasy analysis. Although we can give you some of that. A little bit. We're just, we're just here for a good time. Not a long time. That's right, baby. Sounds also, about right. I do want to say now, <clears throat> with this season upcoming, if you follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or SoundCloud, however you listen, keep it going. We appreciate that. Oh, yeah. After this recording, of course, we will um, upload. Leave a review. Yeah, do that. Yeah, say some nice things. Say some bad things. Just say something, okay? Because uh, we like to hear your feedback. We like to hear what you like. We like to hear what you don't like. We take everything into consideration. This year, however, we're doing a little bit something different. This year, every episode will now be live streamed on the Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash stellar seller podcast so if you guys want to see what we go through each and every week we record our podcast and get the raw uncut footage because sometimes i edit out stuff if you've been a fan of the show for a while you you'll understand that Souza kind of goes off the rails and says some ludicrous shit oh my god (laughs) and sometimes i have to cut it out because it's a little too much it crosses too many lines oh come on so sometimes on the actual podcast the episodes you're listening to you know, on whatever respective app you use, you won't get that. Here on the Twitch, you'll get everything. And I can't do a goddamn thing about it. 
So, Damn right. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, us. I'm a little nervous, but I'm also excited. Plus, if you're a fan of putting names to faces, putting voices to faces, you can also see our beautiful mugs on the Twitch. So a little mm. something extra for you guys this year. Um, every Tuesday night, we're probably going to do it here. Same time, same place, around 6 o'clock. So make sure you do follow us on Twitch. And if you don't, I don't know what the fuck you're waiting for. Hit the follow. Hit the notification thing so you know when you get live. There's going to get a thing on your phone, on your smartphone, that says, this is the Stellar Shuttle Podcast, and you should watch. Uh, but that's basically how I wanted to start it off. Now, guys, I believe the last time we spoke was previewing the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 46, 56? I don't even know what year we're in. It's been so long. Uh, dude, it's in like the 50s. <laughs> 56 it was? L-L-B-I? Uh, I don't know my Roman numerals as well as I should. Here we go. Yeah, I think it was 56. I don't know. Who cares? It was the Bengals versus the Rams. Uh, and unless you live underneath a rock by now, you know that the Rams ultimately have 56. won. So the Rams won the Super Bowl, though. Guys, any big thoughts, takeaways from the game? I can't even remember. I'm just very proud of the Bengals reaching the Super Bowl. I thought that was awesome. All the shit that they had to go through to get there. Um, And how bad their team has been. how, How much shit Mason has thrown on their organization over the years, particularly their former head coach. Now look at them, this close to uh, to taking home all the glory with such Joe a Burrow. young team too. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, baby, big fan favorite there. But at the end of the day, you got to pay your dues, and if anyone's been paying his dues, it's Matt Stafford. So I'm very happy for him, and uh, and I thought I was very happy with that whole game. It was a good game. Susie, you've been known to be a a lifetime Matthew Stafford stand, if you will. <laughs> I'll take that. And all this time, obviously, we know you're a Lions fan. No. Does it hurt you at all to see him win a Super Bowl in his first year on a different team after spending his whole career with the Lions? Couldn't win a playoff game. And now look at him now. Matthew Stafford, Super Bowl no. champion. And here you are, Souza, with your Detroit Lions underwear on in fucking sadness. <laughs> I just told you, I'm, I'm no, I'm, I'm not even a Lions fan, and any string I had attached to the Lions just went to the Rams because I'm a Matt Stafford fan. So I'm very I happy thought, for. Him. See, I thought you were a I Reggie Bush fan before you were a Matt Stafford fan, but I think Reggie Bush started it. Yep, he started it. Yeah. But Matthew Matt Stafford, Stafford was there finished too, it, and I had the combo, and I kept getting Matt Stafford over the years, and uh, to my detriment most of the time. But no, I think I think it. Like I said, he's been paying his dues in the Lions for those 12 years, and it goes to show how quality of a quarterback he actually is, given the right weapons. I mean, it's not the same comparison, but Tom Brady leaving the Patriots and winning a Super Bowl, I think people were happy for him. Uh, I mean, I think it depends where you would look, but I know what you're saying. Um, I mean, look. Wait, 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 was, wait. You just said people were happy for Tom Brady leaving the Patriots and winning the Super Bowl? Yeah, that's uh, kind of the so. point I was trying to, was trying to make. Fans. Go ahead, Mason. Make that point. 
Well, no, I just think in the case of Brady, it's that I don't think people were rooting for him in the same way that people were rooting for Matthew Stafford. Because Matthew Stafford was a guy who kind of had everything on his resume, like stat-wise, but he's never been able to put it together in the playoffs. He's always known as a choker. So people root for that guy because he's kind of an underdog, even though the Rams were a huge front-running team. Matt Stafford in of itself, I feel like, is more of an underdog uh, in that case. He had something to prove. Brady didn't have anything to prove in Tampa. That was just gravy for him. And I think at that point, when he was winning with the Patriots, people were already saying, enough of this guy. And then he's back in the Super Bowl again. So I don't, I don't, like, obviously I was happy, but I'm a fan of Brady. And I can understand why people aren't fans of Brady because he's he's like a robot. For the analogy to be true, it's, it's like Glenn said, as, which is not i'm not a lions fan but he said as a lions fan are you happy that he left and won a super bowl so this would only apply to patriot fans Are patriot fans would you say the majority of patriot fans were happy for brady winning a super bowl with tampa uh half the patriots fans left new england and went to tampa bay once tom brady left so yeah i i don't know i i (laughs) think it's i think it's closer than people think because as you guys know i listen to a lot of sports radio and there are just as yeah, there are just as many wow. fucking imbilly trust boobs than there are Brady Bobos. I think it's pretty easy. Bobos. Yeah. So, I mean, but anyway. Yeah. Anyway, the larger point: Matthew Stafford was. I'm, I'm glad that he won. The best way I can summarize this game, my feelings about it were: I wasn't. I was. I would have been happy if the Bengals lost or won. But I'm not Same. mad that the Rams won. Yeah, I'm not. If that makes good. sense. Like, I, I mean, they're a deserving team way. as well. You know, like they obviously had one of the best teams in the NFL all season long. Um, Cooper Cup had one of the best seasons for a wide receiver ever. So, I mean, like, you know, I think they deserved it. Um, the Bengals were a nice underdog story, though, and the way that that organization is turned around is really cool. So. You know, I feel like there was – I could see you rooting for either side, really. Before we uh, before we, seg- before we segue, and we, we mentioned Tom Brady because I want to talk about him for a little bit. Um, like I said, with the new feature we have streaming on Twitch, occasionally I'm going to look at our chat. Now, chat, obviously recording a podcast, so it's we're going to be talking about football okay. for the most time. But lovely part about Twitch is that we can interact with the chat. And uh, we got some chat going on here. Uh, I don't know if you guys can read the uh, the chat in here. Yeah, I have it open. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've been okay. reading it. Yeah, I do not have it open. <laughs> oh, well, that's okay, Susan. Because I'll tell you what the latest comment was. How many chips did Stafford win you, Susan? It was uh, I'll just say by anonymous. <laughs> anonymous. You know uh, who none. it's from. Zero. Oh. All right, and that's it for the Twitch chat. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Is that worth it? Was that question really worth it? No, it wasn't. But I, I just wanted to let our viewers know that um, we're always peeping the chat, even if we don't respond right away, if we're in, you know, mid-thought about a topic or anything else. Um, obviously, shout out Panach for coming on. Craig as well. Gomes, see you in the chat, buddy. Miss you. Congrats, congrats on the up? new dog. Um, anyways, back to football. Back to Tom Brady. We mentioned him briefly. I don't know if you guys know this, but... Um, Tom Brady retired for about how long? Uh, was it a month? It, like felt, it felt like three days. I, I was going to say it felt like a week. 
No, Tom like, Brady retirement. It felt like Tom Brady was getting like bitched at by his wife and was like, Tom, you can't do this forever. And he was like, I know, I know. She's like, you have nothing to prove. He's like, I know. He's like, but I, I told everyone I'd play until I suck and I don't suck. 40 days it lasted. Wow, really? That long? Damn. So my thesis is I think Tom Brady said, all right, enough's enough. I did all I've done with New England. Won a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. My time in Tampa has been cool. I think I'm ready to hang it up and enjoy my family. Then for those 40 days, he was surrounded by his family, and he realized that my family fucking sucks. My kids are way too old now for me to kiss them on the mouth. <laughs> and uh, my wife isn't as good looking as she once was 20 years ago. So I think he wanted to come back to football like that. And that's what he did. Which led to Bruce Arians um, not being the head coach anymore. Do you think there's any... Correlation, correlation to that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I honestly don't even think all the other said stuff that you said about Brady's family is necessarily true. I think Brady was pissed that Arians was basically throwing a wrench in what him and Byron left was trying to do on offense. And Brady wanted Arians gone, basically. But he didn't really care. That's why he retired because he was trying to do the same thing that he did to the Patriots, and that was hold them over a barrel. And Tampa Bay said, "No, we're not trading your rights. You are I or cutting you. You're either with us, or you're not. You're retired. Like you, there's that's it." And Brady finally said, "Fine, I'll come back, but only if Arians is gone." And then they said, "Okay, Arians is moving to a different position." which he didn't even know the name of when they asked him about it. So that tells you all you need to know right there. And then Brady gets his guy and Byron Lefwich, who was basically just his yes man, who's going to let him do what he wants in his offense. And it's the next best thing for Tom. Do you think Brady was mad at Bruce Aarons because Bruce wouldn't let Brady kiss him on the lips? <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe. Maybe. Susan, what do you think? I don't think I want to answer that question. All right. Well, anyway, Tom Brady's back. It's like he never left. I had actually tweeted yeah. out something on the uh, Stella Seller account. Hashtag thank you, Tom. And 40 days later, I had to delete it. <laughs> so he's back, which means um, Bucks have a quarterback, which means they're a contender. Which means another year of Tom Brady breaking hearts. Yep. 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 I'm so glad he's retired, man. Are I you? Still remember right? Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? I want to see. You think I want to see Tom Brady hang him up, bro? Come on. Yeah. No. I want to see him with white hair playing this game. Nah, that's too much. I want him to keep kicking that ass as long as he can, bro. All right, speaking of kicking ass, actually, this has nothing to do with kicking ass. A lot has happened since the Super Bowl with Tom Brady retiring. We have a lot of NFL free agency signings, a lot of trades, a lot of stuff that's shaking up the league like every season it happens. Um, so what am I going to do for you, boys? 
So we're going to go team by team, and I'm going to talk about uh, basically any possible fantasy-relevant acquisitions, trades. What am I doing for the team moving forward? And then we can uh, briefly talk about it. So I'm just going to – this is uh, – I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. Start with the AFC East and the Buffalo Bills. And I'm looking. And they signed Tavon Austin to a one-year deal. Does that matter in fantasy? Yes or no, Susan? No. Okay. No. Jameson, Jameson Crowder got signed no. to a one-year deal worth up to $4 million. Does that matter in fantasy, Susan? Jameson Crowder on the Bills? Yep. Um, it, it's decent for Josh Allen. I think Jamison Crowder adds a, some stability to the wide receiver core. I lean yes. Uh, as, for, fantasy, for fantasy relevancy as well, though, because they didn't re-sign Cole Beasley. And would you say, I guess it depends whether you think Jamison Crowder is an upgrade to Cole Beasley in the slot. What did, Susan, I'm sorry. What did you say about Isaiah McKenzie? I said Jameson Crowder can replace him. Oh, he can replace him, can he? Because it looks like Isaiah McKenzie, we just re-signed on a two-year deal worth up to $8 million. Yeah, but he'll be like wide receiver four. So okay. think? Because they also got Jake Kumaro. A re-signed Kumaro on a one-year deal. Yeah, some people call him Kumaro Uno. So it's going to be Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Jameson Crowder, then McKenzie. Where, about, where does Tavon Austin fall into that? Special teamer. Okay. Maybe you'll well, get an end around. They also added another pass catcher, tight end by the name of Mr. Orange Juice Howard. OJ Howard. Oh, man. What? There was, a point, there was a point in time where OJ Howard was, was good. Maybe, was maybe going to be tight end eight for a week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think 2018 was his, his decent year. Actually, no. He got hurt. He just keeps getting hurt is the problem. So not, not nothing to worry about with Dawson Knox? I would say absolutely not. So. Just oh. like you didn't have to worry about Gronk when O.J. Howard was over there. Right. And then, of course, um, oh, Duke Johnson signed a one-year contract. Not sure what that does with, uh, you know. Singletary? Sing- Singletary. Who's the other Jamoke they got there? Zach Moss. Yeah. yeah, that's a fucking backfield I love to have. <laughs> no, I think um, that I think that Duke Johnson signing actually low key puts a lot of pressure on Devin Singletary. To do what? Perform? Yeah. To you know, not be every year I feel like he's the guy where everyone's like, Yeah, he's gonna break out. He's gonna have his breakout year. He Pat, finished catch, the year catching them all. Kind of strong fantasy wise. I'd like to say it avoided crack from the toilet, but it, he didn't. So, I can't say that. Just not a guy I believe in, to be no. honest. Stephon Diggs signed to a four-year, $96 million extension. That includes $70 million in guarantees and lowers his 2022 cap number. Basically, for fantasy, nice. that means he's still the man. Oh, he's yeah. man. I mean, I think Diggs last year had a little bit – down of a year compared to what people thought he was going to be. Um, but he was still yep. obviously an elite. Uh, he's still obviously an elite pass catching talent. So, I mean, you know, guy that you're absolutely 
okay with having as your number one wide receiver on your team. Um, but yeah, that's big. I mean, I was kind of sad because I was hoping that he'd go to market just to see if he would go anywhere else. But I mean, it makes sense. Seems like he's really liked uh, Buffalo quite a bit. Uh, last year, guys, just refresh my memory. Was Buffalo's defense <clears throat> ranked number one? Or no? Um, I don't know if they were uh, number one in fantasy points, but like as far as like overall defense. I think they were the number one overall defense. Well, now they got Von Miller. Yes. He just signed a six-year, $120 million contract with $51 million in guarantees. Um, so, yeah, Von Miller's oh. on the team, too, if that didn't give you more reason to draft Very their nice. defense and believe in the Bills. Could be the Bills' year. Could be. Tip for the Bills. Moving on quickly to Miami. Now, Miami's where it heats up a little bit. <laughs> a lot, we got a lot of new names in Miami. Miami's like a whole different fucking team. Yes, Tua Tagovailoa is still the starting quarterback. However, they did sign Teddy Bridgewater for a one-year deal. Doesn't mean anything in fantasy unless Tua goes down, obviously. But we know what Teddy can do and what he can't do. Running backs is where it gets a little crazy. Mm. Now, if you thought Miami had RB problems before, now they added three new names, Chase Edmonds, Sony Michelle, and Raheem Mostert. Raheem the dream. Raheem the dream. Do you guys hear that beeping outside? Because it's fucking driving me nuts. Yeah, I hear it. Loud and clear. (laughs) Okay, I guess he's gone. Well, I had to shut my window. I mean, what can you say? What can you ever say about Miami's running game? Uh, It's It's never... It's hardly leave, ever been a position. Even when I see it, the only like, or you can condense that down to trash. That's what oh. I'm saying. Not I good. Mean, Gaskin had an okay year when he was, you know, first relevant. Let me see. So last, like 2020, uh, I guess he missed some games, and every game he did play he was actually pretty decent. But he missed like six, seven games. Are you forgetting? But aside about from the- that one year, like it was like Lamar Miller. You have to go far back to to find anyone relevant. Are you are you forgetting about the running back talent known as Patrick Laird and Ahmed? Who? Exactly. <laughs> now we got the. I mean, three misfits really. They got Sony Michelle, Raheem Mostert. Which I could talk a lot about him. What are you gonna say? Oh, we know. Drew's a fucking glass bones and paper skin. If anyone was glass bones and paper skin, it's Raheem Mostert. That's much. I'm looking at his career. Um, his his game log, his games played since 2016: three, eleven, nine, sixteen, eight, and then one. <laughs> you want to know which year I had him? You want to know what year I drafted him? It's the one. It's the one. Fingers up. Ones. Fingers up. That was me. We're the ones. You want to know how many attempts he got before I lost him for the whole season? Two. Two attempts. But anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm my say... bias out of it. He's just – you can't trust him. You can't trust Sony Michelle. None of these guys – well, I would Sony say the guy had a good year last year. Guys, what? listen. We're spending way too much time on the Dolphins' backfield. You're right. You're right. 
right. You're right. When well, we should be talking about the Dolphins pass catchers because they got someone <clears throat> by the name of Tyreek Hill. And if you didn't know who Tyreek Hill was, ask his son. <laughs> okay. See, that's uh, that's the unfiltered content you don't get on the normal podcast. Glenn would have cut that. Oh, I wouldn't have. If you ask your son, he's going to say, my dad's the fastest player in the league. No doubt about it. Best receiver in the league. Are you sure about that? He's got the fastest hands in the league. And fastest hands in the league. Fastest feet, fastest hands. Yeah. Tyree Kill was acquired, uh, acquired in a trade with the Kansas City Chiefs in exchange for 20... 22 first, second, and fourth round picks, and 2023 fourth and sixth rounders. Tyreek Hill then signed a four-year, $120 million extension that includes $72.2 million guaranteed. Being Imagine done. that, being guaranteed $72 million. Uh, the thing is, Tyreek Hill is now a Dolphin. We know what Tyreek Hill can do. Like I said, we're going to go more in-depth when we preview our divisions and everything else, but wow. Tyreek Hill on the Dolphins. What are your first thoughts? As a dynasty owner, I'm like, ah, damn. Um, but as a football fan, I'm actually really excited. I say damn as a dynasty owner because, I mean, odds are his ceiling is not as high. I think every, most people are going to agree with that. Um, can it happen? Can he still be top five or Definitely top 10. Like, I, yeah, it's very possible. Um, in fact, Tyreek Hill is impressed with Tua, saying that he is more accurate than Pat Mahomes. Ouch. Um, probably because Tua actually looks at him when he throws. Damn. Um, but at the end of the day, it's the Dolphins. You know, the offense will stall out more often than the, the Chiefs did. Um, they have Jalen Waddle, who's pretty good so he has some serious wide receiver competition to contend with sometimes there's narratives that say that can help because it takes the defense away but there's also a narrative that says it's going to take targets away um i would love to see him in a nice crisp white miami dolphin jersey those are very fresh i love them i think he's gonna look good running around on that thing um that's just <laughs> i didn't know where you're going with the crisp white <laughs> yeah <I was> like, <laughs> oh. I just see him in a nice i love i love dolphins jersey white um, and I think it's going to be fun watching run. Can he survive the Miami Heat? That's the question. The basketball team? There. Yeah, I was going to say the basketball <laughs> team beating him up. Basketball team uh, might take him to seven games. They freaking jump him versus Jimmy Butler. No, just... can he can he survive the hotness in Florida and still like he he his, his uh, stamina might drain faster in, in at home games. Something to consider. Hmm. Got to factor those in. You can't wear a t-shirt and shorts in the game. I gotta yeah, say, can't do I would be more excited about Tyreek Hill being on the Miami Dolphins, except when you look down and you realize that the Miami Dolphins also signed uh, left guard Connor Williams, who's formerly a Cowboy, for a two years, fourteen million dollar deal. Uh, because every big play that Tyreek Hill is gonna get, it's gonna be called back for holding from that fucking asshole. So that sucks. Enjoy. That's a good point. Uh, real quick to wrap up Miami, another pass catcher from the Cowboys, Cedric Wilson. Signs a three-year deal with them. And then uh, Mike Gusecki signed the franchise tag. So we still got Gusecki. You add Tyree Kill, Cedric Wilson, all these new running backs to Jalen Waddle. I mean. 
and I have a firsthand experience of how fucking great the Miami D is. So you couple that with an improving offense, as long as Tua can improve, this could be a serious offense, in which case Tyreek could thrive, especially if Tua leaves the pocket, extends the play, finds Tyreek deep with his, imp- his impressive accuracy. Mm. There is there's, there's a, a good chance that he could be just as good. But, you know, I think there's a less chance. They're taking that risk. Mason, final thoughts on Miami before we move on? Uh, no, I think – I don't know if the potential for Tyreek – Tyreek Hill is uh, as high. Like, I don't know if he has as high of a ceiling. I think his ceiling is lower, but at the same time, I think his floor has been raised. So he might be a little bit more consistent rather than having those games where, uh, <clears throat> you know, he gets shut down. He'll have a 40-point game, and then the next week he'll have, like, a four-point game. Uh, I don't think you'll see that as much, potentially, because I don't think Tua is that great at throwing deep from what we've seen. He's... You know, I think he's better at short passes. He's more accurate than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that's stupid. Oh. It's Tyreek blowing smoke. Oh. Uh, Is that what it is? But, yes, in my opinion. Uh, But what I'm trying to say is I think Tyreek's one of those players where you just give him the ball in space and he can make a play. Um, So I don't even think he necessarily has to get hit on the home run ball, and I feel like they're probably going to be doing a lot of stuff – keep him short and get the ball in his hand so he can make a play uh, in the open field. So, which is good. Yeah. I still think he has very uh, good potential to be a top 10, even top five wide receiver. I like him moving on after a crazy off season in 2021 from the New England Patriots, spending money, throwing money at all these free agents. Ah, man, do fucking spend it, dude. We're going to have a great day, dude. This year in free agency, the New England Patriots did nothing. All right, on to the Jets. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. The Patriots re-signed Brian Hoyer on a two-year contract. And if you ask me, Brian Hoyer might be the most important player on that team. Just saying. They got Ty Montgomery on a free agent deal. They re-signed James White, slipping Jimmy, on a two-year, $5 million deal. For pass catchers, we got Lil Jordan Humphrey signed a one-year deal. That's my guy, Lil Jordan Humphrey. Lil Jordan. And then they acquired Devontae Parker. And a trade with Miami Dolphins. Okay. Along with a 2022 fifth-round pick, because we all know how valuable those are, in exchange for a 2023 third-rounder. Not as valuable. Go ahead, Mason. Bro, I cannot even begin to tell you how much I have absolutely loathed the Patriots offseason. Like, oh, my God. I want to claw my eyes out, especially because Patriots traded for Devontae Parker, which, you know what, their wide receiver core wasn't that deep to begin with. He's your de facto number one wide receiver now, which I don't necessarily have a problem with. The problem I do have is that he hasn't been healthy for a full season except for, like, one time, okay? He gets hurt all the fucking time, and he has lingering leg issues, Whatever. 
okay? But people were treating him like he was fucking Calvin Johnson. Like, I mean, yeah, dude, Patriots traded for Devontae Parker. He's been shredding us for fucking years on the Dolphins. Has he not? We're going to the Super Bowl. It's <clears throat> the Super Bowl. It's just, it's so frustrating because the Patriots completely dropped the ball um, in their offseason. You know, we don't have an offensive coordinator. You didn't replace uh, Josh McDaniels leaving, going to Oakland or uh, Las Vegas, rather. Um, so you have no continuity in your offense which is great because, you know, that's something that we used to make fun of other teams for when they constantly had their OCs on rotation. But, yeah, here we are. Uh, we hired Joe Judge. Don't forget about that free agent acquisition, Glenn. You know, the guy who decided to QB sneak three times. Um, so, just all in all, not not a great offseason for the Patriots. Um, and if – to be honest with you, if I had to pick right now, I think they're going to place last in the AFC East. Um, behind the Jets. Yes, behind the Jets. Wow. Yep. So that's how I feel. Uh, and if you guys want, we can move on because we don't have to talk about this sorry-ass team anymore. We'll, we'll get we'll get more to them uh, in a future episode. But, uh, yeah, yeah, let's move on. Keep it rolling. Uh, can you guys hear my AC? I just turned it on. Nope. No. You're good. Good. The New York Jets. I'm looking. I'm looking. Uh, they didn't do much. They signed two tight ends, Tyler Conklin for free agent deal, and CJ Ozuma, or Uzoma, former, mm-hmm. former Bengal. Um, they re-signed Tevin Coleman. They re-signed Mike White. They re-signed Joe Flacco. They re-signed third-place winning Dynasty League champion Braxton Berrios on a two-year deal, $12 million contract. Um, I had to throw that in there. Other than that, that's about it. Oh, and they signed Greg the Leg on a free agent contract. Good fucking riddance. Are we oh, to- oh. talking about draft? The draft? Because they drafted a high-end running back, Brees Hall. I was talking about acquisitions. All right, that's fine. I mean, the draft. We I figured we would incorporate rookies and stuff when we do our whole preview. Okay. Yeah. So they they didn't do much then. They didn't do much as far as signings and trades. This is a free agency review. Draft. Yeah. You know, we go into that when we go more in depth because usually. If there's an important rookie that's drafted, especially on the offensive end, we would probably preview them when we talk about who to get in your draft on this team and who not to get in your draft on this team. Wouldn't we? And wouldn't Brees Hall fall into that, Susan? He wouldn't. He wouldn't? What? Nope. We're moving on. Okay. <laughs> no rookies. No rookies. Not yet. Like I said, we'll get to it. This is yeah, I just we'll want to run through all Listen, the stuff I'm, we missed. I am happy to get away from the Jets. So right, yeah, get the, get them out of here. We're moving on to the AFC North and the Baltimore Ravens, and they didn't have a lot of signings at all, especially on the offensive end. Uh, they signed Mike Davis to a one-year deal. That's about it. Uh, don't forget that Hollywood Brown, more importantly, is now gone. 
Yeah, he's not there. Yeah, isn't he? But I was going to get to that when I get to uh, Cardinals. Well, just saying, notable departure for their offense. That's it's fair. About, it's about acquisitions. Whatever. Not deductions. All right. Um, Cincinnati Bengals reigning defending AFC champions. Who do they add to make sure they can do another Super Bowl push? Let's take a look. Offensively, they picked up tight end Hayden Hurst after losing CJ Uzoma. They picked up former Cowboys offensive tackle Lyle Collins, which, if healthy, it's going to work out for Joe Burrow. He is a great tackle, if healthy, if he's not suspended. If he's on the field playing, it should work out for Joe Burrow. And they signed another offensive lineman, Ted Karras, to a three-year, $18 million contract. Any offensive line help, I mean, is going to help Joe Burrow. Because God knows that's the Achilles heel of the Cincinnati Bengals. Moving on to the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland. We got some stuff going on here. They usually got something going on. Yeah. Well, now they got a lot going on. <laughs> Where do I start, Susan? Do I start with... Top down, man. I, I, guess I'll, I guess I'll start with quarterback Jacoby Brissett. who <laughs> signed on a one-year, holy, four point six five million dollar contract, including four point five million guaranteed. What? What? You don't like Jacoby Brissett? I love him. Love you him. You don't? You don't think? That's just not the most noteworthy QB name that they have. I I bet you any money Jacoby Brissett starts some games this year. I will not take that bet. You know why, Susan? Yeah, I do. Oh, well, I'm going to tell you why anyway, as Mason walks away. Because they acquired Deshaun Watson in a trade with the Houston Texans, along with the 2024 sixth-round pick, in exchange for three first-round picks from the years 2022 oh. to 2024, a third-rounder from 2023, and two fourth-rounders from 2022 and 2024. Watson Three first-rounders weren't enough? Nope. They needed more. Watson will receive a fully guaranteed five-year, $230 million contract from Cleveland. Obviously. Excuse me? Cleveland thinks he's $200 million is guaranteed? Two, uh, Watson will receive, I'll say it again. Through five years? A fully guaranteed five-year, $230 million contract. From the Cleveland Browns. This dude might not even play football. Yeah. I Save wonder if vitamins, that's a contingency. Eat your prayers and go to massage parlors. That, that's that's the secret code in life if you want to make it big. Oh my goodness. Sean yeah, Watson. Watson's in hot water, and I don't know when that's gonna end. You want to place a bet, Susan? If you if he plays plays games, is he, is he supposed to play? Is he gonna be on the exempt list? Is he gonna get suspended? Who knows? See if I can read something here. Yeah, I, I mean, you are the news guy. I'm just rattling off acquisitions, but feel free to drop any news about <laughs> Mr. Watson. Um, yeah, it seems the more likely outcome is that he's going to be found in violation and will likely face a lengthy suspension. For now, all we can do is wait and speculate. How long is the final lengthy? decision is handed? How long is lengthy? We're talking a whole season, 
We're talking 10 games, we're talking seven games, talking five games. So this is a, a case of, um, is it full on rape or just like sexual harassment from like 20 plus women or something? It just might be. Yeah. So allegedly that's a lot. Yeah. All, all, allegedly it seems like it's going to take a long time just to even go through all that. Um, <laughs> Never mind. Actually, a long, time, a long time to go through all that. What? what? So do you think it took Deshaun Watson a long time to go through all that? I don't know how long he's been doing that stuff. I saw a thing where he went to like. I gotta find it. Deshaun Watson. Chuck E. Cheese. No, he didn't go to Chuck E. Cheese. He went through, like, uh, a certain amount of massage parlors in, like, the span of, like, six months or something. I don't know what the tweet is. Oh, like, wow. So what is a massage parlor? Not, I thought that was a Robert Kraft thing. Yeah, well, it's it's different because Robert Kraft's delusional. He yeah, just he, wandered in there like an old man, you know. Exactly. Sean, Sean exactly. Watson knows what he's doing. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, that's tough. All right, I, I don't know. I guess I don't my know guess would be a... I have in front of me right now. Like I said, if you're here for news and analysis, probably not accurate. Probably uh, on July. It's not July. July <laughs> news is is nothing. Yeah, we're not on top of our game. My guess, my initial guess is if he, if it's confirmed, then it's a full season at least. I'm going full season. Put on a hat. Mm-hmm. Cole, I did what? Cole. No, my hair was getting in my face. Why don't you get a headband? Uh, I don't feel like it. What if you just cut the front? What if I just cut the front? So it didn't fall in your face. That's fucked up, Susan, that you would even suggest that. Honestly. Uh, Mason, what do you think about Deshaun Watson? What do I think about him? Yeah, we think. He's a good guy? No, I think he's a fucking dickhead. He's a scumbag. I knew scumbag was coming. I thought that was the first one he would say. It's always scumbag. I think he's a scum-sucking fuck. When are you going to give a guy a chance? What am I going to... You're looking up. (laughs) Brother. I'm supposed to say, about my uncle. To give him a chance? Um, No, I mean, look. Purely fantasy... Obviously, what he actually did aside, because he's a fucking dickhead. Uh, obviously, great for the Browns. Uh, like, the Browns are automatically a good team now because they have a quarterback. Um, obviously, we'll see what happens with, you know, Chubb and Kareem Hunt, uh, how that impacts them because Deshaun Watson likes to use his legs a little bit more. Um so we'll see. Well, he has a new pass catcher to throw to as well. Because the Cleveland Browns traded for Amari Cooper uh, in exchange for a 2022 fifth round pick and a swap of six rounders. Do you remember what Dallas Cowboys traded for? Amari Cooper for? Uh, wasn't it like uh, two second round picks or something? No, first round pick. Oh. Would you say that 
Amari Cooper was a better receiver on the Dallas Cowboys than he was on the Oakland Raiders when we traded for him? No. <laughs> he was considerably worse, actually. He was worse on the Raiders, correct? Yes. We, we gave up a first-round pick. He was worse. He was better. We got a fifth-round pick for him. Wait, that's it? Oh, no, we swapped six-rounders, too, Susan. Holy shit. I don't want to hear about the Patriots and how shitty their offseason was when I got to look at this fucking Dallas Cowboys team year in and year out. Uh, uh, I'm going to stop. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Sorry. Lost to Happy. But the Happy's back. Moving on. Uh, David and Joku, joke's on you. Because he originally received the franchise tag, but then he signed a four-year $56.75 million extension. A $28 million guaranteed at signing. Imagine, imagine being David and Joker and doing absolutely nothing and getting that money. Crazy. No, I can't, I can't imagine that. Nope. nope. Cannot. Um, yeah. Brown's big news is basically Watson, Amari Cooper. New quarterback. Maybe he can do what Baker couldn't do. Maybe Cooper can be that guy that Odell wasn't for the Browns. And maybe Browns can finally be taken seriously. Possibly not. Possibly not. There's always that possibility. Pittsburgh Steelers, in case you didn't know, we're not talking about deductions because Big Ben Roethlisberger did retire at RIP. Mason, what are your thoughts on Big Ben retired real quick? I just want to see. I want to hear two words come out of your mouth. Um... You know, wish the best to the biggest, fattest rapist. That was three words. Uh, you know, that, that the NFL has ever seen. Um, send him off. Good job, man. Fuck you. Uh, and your fucking noodle arm. <laughs> noodle I'm thinking, arm. I'm thinking of this as like a Hall of Fame speech for Big Ben. <laughs> that congratulations. To the biggest, fattest rapist in NFL history. And your noodle-ass arm, Ben Roethlisberger. Have fun in retirement, dickhead. Yeah. Um, I'm sad to see Big Ben go. I don't know about all the women, but I'm sad. Um, Dude, he sucked for like three years, man. He's like an end of an era. But he was, the thing is, in fantasy, he made his players better. The, the Antonio Browns, the Le'Veon Bells, the Deontay Johnsons, the Chase Claypools, the Rashad Mendenhalls, the Heinz Wards, the fucking... That's McDonald. Moving on to the AFC South. Just kidding. Ben's not there anymore. I'm going to ignore that Vance McDonald fucking... We're not even... Got you in, rattled. We're not even in August yet, and I'm already pissed off. So... How do you succeed one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time? I'm going to say one of Ben Roethlisberger because he is a winner. He's a multi-time Super Bowl champion. He is a Hall of Famer. Regardless of what he's done, Mason, you can't deny that, can you? Uh, no, but I can right. still, I'm still in time to call him a fat rapist. Well, how do you follow him up? How do you succeed the great 
Big Ben Roethlisberger. Um, well, with Mason Rudolph, I think, right? That's who they still have is their – oh, no. No, that's right. They have someone better. Right. The thing is, Mason Rudolph tried playing, but then he got his brains bashed in by Miles Garrett. That's right. Not one game. That's right. Now he can't function. Every time he comes to practice, a little bit of drool hangs out of his mouth because a piece of his brain is still on the field. Now, the successor to the great Big Ben Roethlisberger is none other than, listen up for this one, quarterback Mitchell Trubisky signing a two-year $14.25 $14.25 million deal, million dollar deal that's worth up to $27 million with incentives. Mitch Trubisky sucks. sucks. Whoa. What? He stinks. If I'm sorry, man. If he stinks... He wouldn't be a starting quarterback in the playoffs, in the fantasy playoffs. You don't start a quarterback who stinks. Well, that's what I hear. I guess not. There's there goes my logic. You're right, bro. <laughs> Shit. All right, listen up, real quick, real talk. And like I said, we're gonna preview all these scenes after. All I'm saying, and don't say, give my uncle a chance. Just give Mitch Trubisky a chance. Give him a um, chance. Give him a chance to get away from that shithole. Whatever you thought you knew about Mitch Trubisky, I want you to erase it from him. I want you to empty your mind. Because what he was in Chicago is in the past. It's dead and buried. It's gone. You're now looking at a new era of Mitch Trubisky. You're now going from fucking, what was the coach's name? Nagy? Yeah. Yeah. Matt Nagy? Going from Matt Nagy and that shitty offensive sinkhole known as the Chicago Bears, or that graphic I sent to you a couple of days ago where they had fucking eight drives and all they did was move 10 feet. Hmm. Getting away from that, and you're going to Mike Tomlin, who again is one of the best coaches in the league. Guy who's played with Ben Big Ben Roethlisberger his whole career, Mike Tomlin, can now maybe dive. Mitchell Trubisky, a veteran Mitch Trubisky. We're not talking about rookie Trubisky. He's not fresh in the league. Also, let's not forget Mitch Trubisky had a chance to sit behind Josh Allen last season. All right. You don't, you don't think Mitch Trubisky was on the sideline in that Kansas City-Buffalo game? Say, damn, man, I wish I was in there slinging up those boys. Because I think in his heart of hearts and in his mind, he knows he can do it too. What I tell you boys is you just wait and see. I believe. It's a very powerful speech. I'll I'll um I'll give him a chance. Give him a chance. That's all I say. If, if we fast forward here to October and the Steelers are one and four, and Stravinsky has more turnovers and touchdowns, I'll eat my words right here on this podcast, right here on this live stream. I'll do it. I'm not, right. I'm, not, I'm not afraid to admit when I'm wrong. But I'm just saying give him a chance. And if things pan out and the Steelers become a playoff team led by Mitch Trubisky, 
And Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson continue to feast as wide receivers, led by Mitch Trubisky. I want you to remember this podcast. Glenn Innes Jr. told you to give Mitch Trubisky a chance. That's all I you got it. That's all I ask, guys. Yeah, all right. I guess so. Uh, other than that, not really uh, much big news. Minka Fitzpatrick resigned on the defensive end. So Steelers D might still be a you know positive pickup in fantasy. Moving on to the AFC South, the Houston Texans. Now that they don't have Deshaun Watson, no bulk, but they didn't have Deshaun Watson last year. They got Dirk Mitchell, baby. They got Dirk Mitchell, a.k.a. Jeff Driscoll. They got quarterback Kyle Allen, who signed a one-year contract. And they got quarterback Kevin Hogan, Hulk Hogan's long-lost cousin. <laughs> running back situation, they got running back Royce Freeman, Resigning to a one-year deal. They got running back Marlon Matt, former Colt, signing to a one-year deal worth up to $2 million with $250,000 guarantee. And they got running back Darren Unkabungawale signing a two-year $3.3 million deal. Based on the money, it looks like Marlon Mack, Unkabungawale, Royce Freeman, it might be a three-headed monster there. But we'll talk about that. I'm just saying these are the acquisitions, boys. Initial thoughts on those running backs, Andrew. Is uh, it garbage? Is it anything that interests you? No, not at all. Not in the slightest. Uh, once again, the only good piece on the Texans worth having is Brandon Cooks. Um, because someone's got to catch the ball, baby. You know it. I know it. We all know it. Okay. Yeah, that that might be the case, but I'm willing to give Marlon Mack a chance. I think he is the best potential lead runner that they've had the past, in the past few years. So, um, Marlon Mack, we haven't really seen him play. Two years ago, played one game, injured. Last year, played six games. Uh, wasn't a starter. He was um, he's with the Colts, right? So, yeah, Jonathan Taylor to contend with, and he only played six games before he got hurt again. He wasn't even the lead back, and he got hurt again. So maybe he'll come back, and he'll be healthy. I'm only giving him a chance. Does that mean I'll draft him? Don't know. But just keep your eye out. He's had running back two performances two years in a row way back when. Are we we on pre-pandemic return of the Mac watch? Use that. Return of the Mac, possibly. Oh, my God. We're moving on to the Colts. There it is. There it is. Moving on to the Colts. <clears throat> the Colts have had what we call, I was going to say daddy issues, because we don't know who their daddy is since Andrew Luck left. Yeah, that's I'm good. Not, I'm not, I'm not going to say daddy issues because that's immature. This is a mature podcast. I'm going to say they have quarterback problems. But the that's answer – the answer might be solved. Might be. You might be a winner. Because since Andrew Luck retired, boys, we had our shot at Phillip Rivers, Hall of Fame quarterback. Carson Wentz, former first-round pick. Now, we have entered a new era in Indianapolis. Now, quarterback is none other than Mr. Matt Ryan. 
acquired in a trade with the Atlanta Falcons in exchange for a third-round pick. If you ask me, I never thought Matt Ryan would play for any other team besides Atlanta, given how long they've stuck with him through the goods and the bads. But uh, here he is. He's that guy in Atlanta now. And just in case he's not that guy, they also signed Nick Foles to a two-year deal. I mean, I, I would – I would, they should have signed Nick Foles when Carson Wentz was on the team. Yeah. Maybe That's that the one in combo. Right. Um, Matt Ryan's there now. Phillip Lindsay's there now. They re-signed Mo Alley-Cox. They signed Stephon Gilmore on defense. Just throw That's that right. in there for you. So what's it going to be? It, last year, it was the quarterback play for the Colts, which led them to missing the playoffs after a horrible – was it a week 18 loss against the Jaguars that's still etched yep. in my brain? Yeah. They got blown out, I'm pretty sure, didn't they? I'm pretty sure all they needed to do was win in their end. Yeah. And Carson Wentz probably played one of the worst games of his season. Yeah, didn't he throw like five picks or something? It wasn't good. But now you have Matt Ryan, Sousa. If Matt Ryan's taught you anything in his career, what is that one thing that he's taught you? He's a choke artist. Okay. Um, and that you can't trust him. All right. But he's capable. Handy capable. He's capable of, of producing high-quality talent. But at the same time, he can completely shit the bed. We've seen what he's done for Julio. We've seen what he's done for Calvin Ridley. Remember him? Um, but the same, uh, you just gotta. You, I think you really got to figure out what is the problem or what has been the problem for Matt Ryan because now he has a stud running back that could help. You know, ease some of the burden off him rather than relying on Mike Davis or Cordell Patterson. But is that enough? Does he need a new coach, coaching scheme? Will that help him? Because at the end of the day, he's he's been kind of mediocre. He's been declining ever since 2018. Finished number two, 2018, then 10, then 12, and then 20. Okay? At this rate, you'll be like 25 or 30 QB. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It kind of feels like a Carson Wentz going there or Phillip Rivers going there. I feel like nothing's really <clears> – <throat> like the ceiling hasn't gone up. It's – I disagree. I think that even if Matt Ryan is at his worst as he we've seen him in Atlanta, he's still better than Carson Wentz. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the bottom line. And I actually do believe in Matt Ryan because I think the Falcons organization is an absolute loser organization. Um, the Colts really, they only need him to play serviceably because their running game is so good. As Glenn alluded to, they added Stephon Gilmore on defense. What was the one weakness in their defense? Their corner play. Um, so look, I think, I think they're going to be, they're going to be a good team this year. Um, you know, I, I have them coming out of the AFC, AFC South personally, but that's just me. I just Carson Wentz finished better than Matt Ryan last year. Yeah, but who is Matt Ryan throwing the ball to? Bums. Zacchaeus. Russell Gage was his number one wide receiver for the season. He threw it to him. 
Yeah, but Cordero Patterson is still a gadget player, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna save my Colts take for when we preview the AFC South in depth because I don't want to spoil it right now. But I I am leaning towards Mason's take on this. Who's I'm sorry, Matt Ryan might just be the answer for the Colts. We'll see. Uh, backing up to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, a lot of new faces. I don't know. Trevor Lawrence is still the quarterback. See if he can improve in year two. But now he's got Zay Jones signing a three-year, $24 million deal. They got Christian Kirk signing a four-year, $72 million contract, which is kind of crazy. And uh, they got Evan Ingram. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's wow. – <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, again, nothing spectacular. The team's going to go as Trevor Lawrence goes. I'd like to see Trevor, Lo- Trevor Lawrence take a leap this year, but these acquisitions don't do much for me. They don't really tug my John, if you know what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. I know exactly what you're talking about. Evan Ingram's profile picture that I'm seeing here on Sleeperbot looks like basically how he's been playing. This is it right here. Almost. Uh, yeah, I can't really focus on can you? Oh, oh, there we go. Doesn't he look pissed? Like he saw his stat lines, or like he was asked, "Hey, how about like, how about that Evan Ingram guy?" He looks like one of those dudes that's just trying to bomb a cigarette off at a gas station or something. <laughs> That's all he's good for at this point. He had a phenomenal rookie season, and then that was it. That was oh, it. Yeah. yeah, that's it. And that's it for the Jaguars because we're moving on to the Titans. Yes. Titans. Now, we're not talking about deductions. We're going to talk about that. You know, but I know. Additions. Robert Woods is now a Tennessee Titan. Are you shrugging your shoulders right. at me like, like it's not a big deal? We, we, we discounting Big Bob? Bobby Trees, it's a big deal. Um, Medium deal. Medium deal? What about Austin Hooper at tight end? That's a not even register on the radar deal. All right. Well, fuck the Titans then, Mason. I agree. Susan, any thoughts before we move on? Because we're fucking the Titans. Um, Yeah, Robert Woods, he's he's been a solid player. He's been like old, reliable. Yeah. When with the Rams, but I don't know, man. You don't believe in Tano? He'd be a. I'd be happy if he was my flex. I'd be happy if he was my dad. <laughs> what the fuck? He's only thirty, Glenn. So I'm only twenty six. As long as he's older than you, as possible. That's right. Anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> nothing. Uh, <laughs> gonna say nothing. something. Going away from that, this is a fancy football podcast. And we are live. The AFC West now. The AFC West now. <laughs> Three words. Four words. I can't fucking count. Broncos country. Let's ride. Oh, I thought you were going to say Big Russ. Woo woo. Broncos country. Let's ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. What have we been saying about the Broncos 
for years. They just need a quarterback. They just need a quarterback. Well, guess who got a fucking quarterback, bitch? This Broncos country. That's right. That's Broncos all. country. Oh, my God. Can't do this anymore. That's right. That's all that needs to be said about the Broncos right there, what Glenn's saying. We'll save the rest of our thoughts. I don't even that, – that's all that needs to be said. That's all that needs to be said about the whole NFL. Broncos country, let's ride. Because now, now, guys, they got a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And he, go by the, he goes by the name of Danger Russ Wilson, acquired in a trade with the Seattle Seahawks, along with a fourth-round pick for two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a fifth-rounder, quarterback Drew Locke, tight end Noah Fantastic, and defensive tackle Shelby Harris. All that and a bag of chips to get your man. Russell Wilson. It's a big deal. I mean, just like Mason said, all they've been missing is a quarterback. They have wide receiver talent, running back talent, even tight end talent. Their defense has been all right. But let's see if this narrative of they just need a good quarterback is true because this isn't just like a uh, Carson Wentz wonder if he can do it or Matt Ryan like this is Russell Wilson like this is a big deal uh, he's been great f- consistently can you just drop him into this offense and expect great things I think you can Broncos country that's right that's right baby they also resigned Melvin Gordon damn it for Javante Williams, only yeah, got to wait another year what? for him. You know what? It, it does. It. Uh, it's just like uh, it's good. Good for the Broncos. As a, as a team aspect, it's good for Broncos. And fantasy, it's like because Melvin Gordon is just—he's holding Javante back from being that fucking stud who just wants to break through. And now he can't. But he might. He might. It's going to be hard, especially when Melvin Gordon goes out and he still does the damn thing. You can't shit on Melvin Gordon on this podcast. I won't allow it because year in and year out, when he plays football, he performs. Besides the year I own him, rookie season. When he plays is the key word. That's why I said there, That's why when he's on the field, he plays. Well. Defensively, well. defensively real quick, they also signed uh, Randy Gregory. Defensive end on a five-year, seventy million dollars deal that includes twenty-eight million guaranteed. Whatever, he was okay for the Cowboys. Said he committed way too many penalties, so hopefully that doesn't come back to bite the Broncos. Sorry, lost the happy. Kansas City Chiefs. This might be the deal that breaks all deals, because the Kansas City Chiefs won playoff, um, resigned playoff hero. Quarterback Chad Henney on a one-year deal worth two million. Wow, that's huge. Yeah. I mean, I... It locks up that QB spot. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Bigger signing, though, Ronald Jones signing a one-year deal worth up to five million. What are you laughing for? Because, look, man, I'm sorry. Craig literally coined... The phrase Ronald, I suck Jones. Oh, yeah. And the fact that he signed with the Chiefs yeah. after they lost to the Bengals in heartbreaking fashion 
was just like, and he won the toilet, was just like the cherry on top of a shit Sunday for Craig. And there's a real chance that he has to now root for Ronald Jones. Exactly. He has to actively root, not even for his fantasy team. He has to do it for his own fandom. That hurts. Mm -hmm. Hurts a lot. I like it. I like Ronald Jones on this Kansas City Chiefs team. But they also got Jarek McKinnon, who signed a free agent deal. Will it matter? Clyde's still there. It's like, I don't know. It's going to be another uh, three-headed monster or whatever. It's going to be unclear for a draft season. You know who's there now? You know who's there now, Susan? Big. A couple new faces. Wide receiver signing. Wide receiver, Corey Coleman, signed with Kansas. You remember Corey Coleman? I thought he retired. I do. That was my most devastating fantasy injury. Oh, my God, dude. He was ripping it up. Then he goes down, and I haven't been the same since, honestly. It's had an effect on me for a few years now. But now he's back playing football. Last time he appeared in an NFL game was with the Giants in 2018. (laughs) You have a good track record of getting behind, like getting so behind someone who just does nothing with their career. <laughs> Corey Coleman being one. And I'm thinking of uh, those running backs, the, the Tyson Sankey. Say, Bishop Sankey. It was, I feel like there's one more. Did he ever play for the Cowboys? Maybe? Oh, Joseph Randall. <laughs> Joseph Randall. He was big. Panacho had one with Ben Tate, but. Yeah, that would be a good example if Glenn was behind him. Which is just funny because every time a running back scored, I always go, not Ben Tate. <laughs> Glenn's like pondering here. I'll wait. I thought we were reviewing team's acquisition. If I can think of something else, I'll let you know, but that's all I got. I thought we were, thought we were doing a little fancy for right at the career. Yes. <laughs> I thought this was a fancy football podcast, but oh wait. You're not gonna cry, are you? You're watching Bobby. Okay, we're talking about the Chiefs now. I'll bring up Yeah, we can talk about the Chiefs now. Right. It's not Juju Smith Schuster. It's one year. Deal with max value, ten point seven five million dollars with incentives. He's a tricky one. That's a tricky one. We know he's good. How do we know he's good? Because we've seen it. But that was four years ago, maybe five, depending on how you look at it. Twenty eighteen was his top ten year, and that was it. That was it. He played last time. He played <clears throat> sixteen in twenty twenty. He finished about twenty twenty five. Now he's with the Chiefs. Good news is if he doesn't work out, they did sign a super athlete in the name of Marquez Valdez Scanlon to a three-year, $30 million deal. Guys, but I think – go ahead. Oh, thank you. I'm just going to be honest. I like I like the signing for the Chiefs. Um, I think it's going to take a little bit of the trick-or-treat aspect out of their offense, okay? Because you got that sometimes that. where – yeah. Smell my where, What the? What the? I wore these today. 
Oh my god. Anyway. It's July 5th. This dude's wearing a Halloween sock. Oh my god. This is why you're the permanent guest. <laughs> anyway. Trick or treat. I think it'll help their <laughs> offense. Here, instead of trick or treat, I'll say hit or miss. It'll be hit or, less hit or miss now. Because I think Juju is someone who they can give the ball to more short to intermediate passes. Um as well so they won't really go for that home run ball maybe not as much uh i maybe mvs will kind of be the guy for that but i can see now they have a good possession wide receiver i think juju will be good i've still got kelsey as well so what i like in particular is that um with hill leaving and if you ignore the additional signings there wasn't a de facto replacement for him and it's like shit. There's a there's a big void there. A lot of points to be reallocated. Is there someone who can absorb that? Like most of it, who could be that backup? And there really wasn't. He could go with Nicole Hardman, Byron Pringle. Um, you don't know though. But now they have Juju. I think he's a safe bet on picking up all that slack. It won't be the same. He's not going to be Tyreek, but he's going to be uh, used a lot. I think he's a, he'll be a safe draft pick for sure. I think. Oh, Corey Coleman. I got to see it first. All right. That's, that's it. You know, they, they, they got those guys. You lose Tyreek Hill, you get Juju and Marquez Valdez-Scantlin and Corey Coleman. Better or worse for the Chiefs? Worse. Tyreek is, is – you can't replace him. Yeah. I mean, on paper, worse. You have to see how their offense works out. I mean, Tyreek was also obviously very vocal about getting the ball. So, you know, maybe Mahomes is trying to force it to him on some plays where he didn't have to. Um, you know, I feel like Juju isn't really that more that much of a diva, I don't think, when it comes to targets, at least that I know of. I could be wrong about that. But I feel like he'll be more of a team guy, so they might be able to spread the offense around a little bit more evenly. Um but on paper, I agree. I think their offense is, is worse because Tyreek's such a good talent. I think the whole team sucks. Moving on to the Raiders. <laughs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> oh. The Raiders are fucking Raiders. The Raiders resigned. Quarterback Derek Carr to a three-year extension worth $121.5 million. The deal. The deal includes a no-trade clause. He can't be traded unless yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's dying there. He wants to be <laughs> traded. I like Derek Carr, guys. Me too. What's I want him to do well. His name? He's been steady Eddie. Yep. But now. Now. It might all come together for the Raiders. Because now they have wide receiver. Raiders. Keelan Cole. I knew it. We signed Keelan Cole. Raiders. And they also signed Hunter Renfro to an extension worth $32 You're forgetting one key acquisition, though, Glenn. Yeah, I saw it right here. I was just surprised when I saw it. 
Demarcus, Demarcus Robinson. Robinson. Right. Thank you. I was going to say him as a replacement for Tyreek, but I didn't know he was on the Raiders. Right. I hate both of you, bro. That's right. Oh, Mason, I ain't talking about it right here. Great pass catcher. Signed a one-year deal. Jacob Hollister. Yes. Yep. Damn. I didn't think that you guys were going to get to what I was getting to, but thank you. Oh, shit, Mason. You're, talking about, you're talking about the defense, right? Chandler Jones signed a big deal. Oh, over dude. fifty-two million dollars over three I years. I bet he can get some good synthetic weed in uh, on Vegas. Yeah, in Vegas, it's probably legal there. Probably. Uh, Mason, anything else? Because I'm I'm looking here and I don't see. Oh God, I forgot you're a Patriots guy. They signed free agent Brandon Bolden. Okay. Don't forget about Josh McDaniels being the coach now. That's right. Offensive guru, quote unquote. I mean, Josh McDaniels. He brings Jacob Hollister with him, Brandon Bolden, Jared Stidham. Stidham, dude. Right? I mean, are we like, like, is this like rebuilding the Patriots? Like, a, like a, I don't know, man. Well, the thing is, they made a trade that Bill Belichick will never make. And it looks like they got some guy named that Davin, Davin T. Adams. Davin T. Adams acquired in a trade with the Green Bay Packers in exchange for a 2022 first-round pick and 2022 second-round pick. Adams signed a new contract with the Raiders worth $141.25 million over five years. That's a lot of money for this Davin T. guy. I think the E's silent. Oh. Davant. 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 Davin. Davin Adams. Davin. Dav. We'll call him Dave. Dave Adams. Adams. I mean, look, Green Bay. Keep him Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball. You know, Aaron Rodgers only throws to good guys, so he's got to be pretty good, I would assume, right? I mean, based on all this money that he's getting, I'd hope he's good. Money talks. It's weird. I never heard of him. Dave Adams. It's kind of like a Tyreek thing. How about that? Oh, the thing is, that I just—it's kind of like a wait and see because maybe you got to wait like five or six games to see what this kid's got. Because I've never. All right, all right. The jig is up. Are you ha- are you more confident with Adams, in the with the Raiders or Tyreek with Dolphins? Well, if I was a betting man, which I'm not. I refuse to put over a hundred dollars in on fantasy football. I would say I trust Dave Adams more Dave. than Tyreek that's it. That's Hill. his name. The rest of the year, Dave. Rest of the year, this podcast will always be Dave. Dave Adams. It's been more than a year. We're still calling Mil- uh, Davis Mills Dirk Mitchell. He doesn't deserve our respect. I though. thought it was Jeff that's Driscoll. We're calling Dirk Mitchell. No, you're right. It was Davis Mills. It was Davis Mills. I saw that they signed Jeff Driscoll. Never mind. Uh, yeah, Dave Adams, I mean, it's tough because you don't know unless you see it. But I don't trust know. Derek Carr to get him the ball more than I trust Tua Tagovailoa to get Reek the ball. Do you feel me on that? I do feel you on that. I agree. And I feel like Dave Adams – Based on all his money, I'm pretty sure he's making more money than Tyreek Hill. It looks like he's a better receiver. I think he's – yeah, he's well-rounded. 
Very I good. think of it. Think of it this way too. Um, you know, I think Derek Carr is a good quarterback. They have Hunter Renfro. They have Darren Waller. So, I mean, the thing about Adams in in Green Bay is that he kind of always had to do it by himself on the wide receiver core, which is incredible that he was still able to put up the numbers that he put up. Um, <clears throat> but here, he has a lot more help on offense, a lot more distractions, especially, you know, Darren Waller's top five, top three tight end probably in the league. Um, and then Hunter Renfro emerged last year as one of the best slot guys in uh, in the league as well. So, I mean, defenses are going to have their hands full. And I, I have confidence that McDaniels with his, you know, his play calling should be able to scheme some things up to get the ball in his hands. Um, yeah, I have more. I have a lot more confidence with Adams on the Raiders. Sure. All right, moving on to the Chargers. Let's go. Let's go quicker. Here. Rapid fire. Mike Williams resigned on a three-year, sixty million dollars deal. Stupid money. Forty million guaranteed. Uh, There's a lot of stupid money in the NFL. Apparently, they owned him in fantasy uh, right before and traded him right before. Hold on. Hold on just a hot second. If you want to talk about anything with the Chargers right now, it's about acquisitions on defense. They got Khalil Mack in a trade with the loss. uh, It says acquired in a trade with the Los Angeles Chargers. They are well, no, he he the traded Bears. with the they he made the tra- they made the trade with the Bears. Ah, NFL, Bear. I, I want to correct NFL Network because they got this wrong. In exchange for a 2022 second round draft pick and a sixth rounder in 2023, they acquired Kyle Van Oy, JC Jackson on a five year, $82 million deal. I mean, if you know, Justin Herbert keeps getting better. And the defense gets a little better. Might be a new king of the hill in the AFC West. Maybe. I mean, the offense yeah. is intact. I think they even – did they do anything with Eckler yet? No? Not yet, I don't think. Not yet. Uh, the thing that's frustrating, though, is this is another team. And we've talked about other examples uh, already – with like the Browns and the Broncos. These are all teams that were in and around where the Patriots were that have significantly improved themselves. And meanwhile, uh, Bill Belichick was in Cancun or fucking God knows where with his thumb up his ass. So anyway, back to the main point here. Chargers, I think, uh, I'm with you, Glenn. I think, you know, if not the Broncos, then probably them, honestly, for that division. Broncos country. Let's ride. ride. All right, moving on to the NFC. In the NFC East, the Dallas Cowboys. Moving on to the New York Giants. New York Giants get quarterback to Rod Taylor on a two-year Really? Yeah, on 11 million. Oh, they still got Jones. All right. They do, but they got to Rod. They got Matt Breida. They got Richie James. They got Jordan Aikens. They got Ricky Seals-Jones. I mean, Super Bowl, here we come for the New York Giants. And then maybe the best news we've seen yet. 
I'll read you the headline and then the sentence that goes with it. Saquon Barkley looks to be in tremendous shape. Barkley recently posted pictures to his Instagram account with former Penn State uh, former Penn State someone appearing to be in the best shape of his career. So they're basing this off of an Instagram post. Barkley looks to be in tremendous shape. That's good. So, good for nothing. Good for nothing. I need results. I don't need Instagram posts. I need 150 yards in a TD. That's what I need. Yeah, you want to know an Instagram post I remember seeing years ago was uh, David Johnson after his nasty season, I think, and he got hurt. I think, well, he hurt his wrist. Did he ever hurt his – I thought he had a leg injury too. I feel like he hurt every part of his body. On Maybe. I just remember his, his legs were injured, and they showed him like doing high knees in a, in a pool – Right, like really exercising his legs. Like, damn, this dude is looking good. Yeah. Then and, he realized uh, the pool's not on the football sucked. field. And he, yeah, and he sucked. Yep, the pool is not the football field. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Here we go. Before we were talking go. about the Titans, now we're talking about the Eagles because I wasn't going to mention the deduction from the Titans, but I will mention the acquisition of wide receiver AJ Brown, acquired in the trade with the Tennessee Titans in exchange for. A 2022 first-round pick, which was number 18 overall, and a third-rounder of that same draft, number 101. A.J. Brown, wide receiver Zach Pascal, and running back, again, toilet bowl avoiding, dynasty champion Boston Scott resigning. For one year, $1.75 million deal. Big news here is A.J. Brown going to the Eagles. Could this be a missing piece for the Eagles moving forward? You would think, but at the end of the day, you got to remember, fantasy football isn't real football. Jalen Hurts was nasty. He was finished number nine, both standard and PPR. It's very good, but you can't forget from an NFL standpoint, he sucked as a quarterback. He was almost benched at times. So, yeah, he was good because of his legs, not because of his throwing ability. He had 16 touchdowns, nine interceptions. And for A.J. Brown to get the ball, he's got to get it thrown to him. So, mm, Brown's good, but can Hurts feed him good passes? I don't know. I don't know. Got to see it first. You know, Mason? No, I don't, and that's why A.J. Brown's one of those. I feel like we have one of these guys every year um, where, you know, they're going to a place where you're really kind of like, oh, will it, will it translate? Like, you know, I feel like a few years ago it was kind of like DeAndre Hopkins when he went to the Cardinals. Like, you don't feel super good about it because it's like, you know, kind of like, eh. That's how I feel about this. Like, obviously, A.J. Brown is an elite wide receiver. But at the end of the day, he needs someone who can actually throw him the ball. And I think uh, it remains to be seen if if Jalen Hurts is, in fact, that guy who can do that on a consistent basis. But, I mean, on paper, how can you not, how can you not like the trade uh, for, from the Eagles' perspective? A.J. Brown is so good. So funny, Sandra. No, talking to Haley. I guess she was... Trying to get my attention outside by blasting All Star. 
through her car radio, but I had these headphones in and I didn't hear it. But she said the whole neighborhood did. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to the NFC South. The Matt Ryan era in Atlanta is over. Enter the Marcus Mariota era. As he signed on a two-year deal with uh, $6.75 million in 2022. They re-signed Corduroy Patterson on a two-year deal. Oh, my God. They signed running back Damian Williams. They signed tight end Anthony Furnishburner. They signed former Patriot Mason Demir Bird on a free agent deal. Wow. They traded for wide receiver Brian Edwards from the Raiders. They signed wide receiver Kadaryl Hodge on a one-year deal. They signed wide receiver Odin Tate on a one-year deal. And they signed wide receiver Olamide Zacchaeus on a one-year deal. A lot of wide receivers signed. Does it matter when you got Marcus Mariota throwing in the ball? Dude. The Falcons look like they're going to be that team where I don't want anything to fucking do with them. Fuck the Falcons. I don't want anything to do with that team. Uh, Mason? What? Are you forgetting rule number two of this fantasy football podcast? Suzo. Why don't you tell him? Why don't you tell him what he's missing? Oh, <laughs> rule number two. I think I got this one. Mason, you're forgetting about the supernatural phenomenon that is known as second-year tight end. And Kyle Pitts might be the best second-year tight end we have ever seen in our life. Ever. That can't be overlooked. Can't be. Doesn't matter if it's Marcus Mariota throwing the ball. Doesn't matter if it's Mario and Luigi throwing him the ball. <laughs> Kyle Pitts is that dude. I'll grant I, will him, say, I owned him last year. He only caught one single touchdown in London. He hasn't even caught a touchdown in America yet. Wow. But he might be that dude. But I will say, to Mason's point, even after all that long list of acquisitions and, and trades that they made, this team has never looked worse. Um, I want nothing to do with it. Damn. I'll take Kyle Pitts, but he might even be drafted too high just based on the name. So, so you don't I, think I probably Corduroy I don't have can anybody. Repeat? What's that? You don't think Corduroy Patterson can repeat? Is uh, no, you think no, it was a flash in the pan? I think the last you think four it was weeks, gas? I think the last month of the season is what we're going to be expecting, and that was three points, seven points, six points, one point. Um, it was unsustainable. He was only playing half the snaps, or uh, yeah, half the snaps. He's what? 31. Uh, Susan, Mike Davis got isn't there anymore. Damian Williams is true. Carolina Panthers, uh, we signed DJ Moore. That's about it. If there's a return of the Mac needed. It's McCaffrey. Well, it's going to be tough when they uh, sign Deonta Foreman to a one-year contract. That's true. Yep. I got nothing to say about Carolina that needs to be yeah, said about like acquisitions. Too much happened. 
We move on to New Orleans. Uh, Jameis Winston resigned a two-year, twenty-eight million dollar deal that includes fifteen point two million dollars fully guaranteed. Fully guaranteed. They also, just in case Jameis goes down again, signed quarterback Andy Dalton to a one-year, three million dollar guaranteed deal. Wow. Yeah, we're forgetting that they also signed wide receiver Jarvis Landry. That's a new. That's an old face in a new place. Yeah. A one-year, $3 million deal. They re-signed Traquan Smith, whatever. But on defense, the Honey Badger is now a New Orleans Saint. I'll tell you what. If Jameis is healthy, if Jameis is a starter, we're going to have to – somebody is going to break out on that offense. And we just Will don't it be know. Michael Thomas? I forgot he was alive. He's there. I forgot he was a living human being. I didn't. I held I've... on to him literally all year last year, and that motherfucker never came back. Yeah. Could be him. Could be Jarvis. Could be Traquan. Traquan. Could be Alvin Kamara. What's going on with Alvin Kamara, by the way? Next week, I want news on Alvin Kamara, Susan. What if there's nothing newsworthy? Just him. Uh, the legal situation may linger. Yeah, yeah. These people running forget. backs. People forget. I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's everybody. He's a, he's a little crack of shit. <laughs> Moving on to Tampa. We, we already talked about Tom Brady, but he announced he would come out of retirement and return to the Tampa Bay Bucks for the 2022 NFL season. <laughs> Hate my family, blah, blah, blah. Nobody kisses me in the mouth anymore besides my dad, blah, blah, blah. Um, Leonard Fournette resigned on a three-year deal. Chris Godwin received the franchise tag and then later signed a three-year $60 million deal. Rashad Perriman resigned a deal. Dude. It's it's the same formula for Tampa Bay. They got Russell Gage. They did get Russell Gage. Take Russell Gage out of that formula. Unless he breaks out somehow and Tom makes a star out of him. I don't see it happening. He, I actually, think he, he, has might, a he might. Than, than like, Scott, Scotty, Scotty Miller, Miller and all them. Well, he might have a chance because <laughs> Chris Godwin, I don't think, will be healthy in time for the season to start. He had a late season ACL tear on my team. All right, Pete. It's the same formula for Tampa Bay. It's Tom Brady. It's Mike Evans. It's your pass catchers. No more Gronk, though. But we're not talking about deductions. So, moving on to the NFC West. Uh, running back James Conner signed a three-year deal. Hollywood Brown Mason acquired in a trade with the Baltimore Ravens. A.J. Green resigning on a one-year deal. Damn. Okay. Zach Ertz resigned on a three-year deal. Tight end Max Williams resigned on a one-year deal. I mean, they got weapons. Let's not act like Arizona doesn't have an offense. They got the quarterback. They got the running back. They got pass catchers now. Guys, I don't know if this is a hot take, but. Think they're going to suck? I don't think they're going to suck, but I'm starting to turn on Kyler uh, a little bit. What's up? A little, just the way that he handled the whole offseason with his team kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. And also, how many times, bro, are you going to get 
to the playoffs and absolutely piss down your leg. Like, how many times have you gotten there? Was that the first time last year? I like it, maybe. I thought it was their second. Well, I could be wrong. If it was their first time, my apologies. He's only been in the league for how many years? Three. Three? Yeah, that was his Three third last. Wait. So, did they make the playoff? They made the playoffs the year before, right? I don't know. His rookie season, I know they did. Absolutely not. I don't think they did the second year either. All right, look. Regardless, I don't know. His his fantasy track record just wasn't great last year. It started off really great, and then for the majority of the season, he was like, okay, but pretty bad, comparatively speaking, to where you drafted him, probably. What are you looking at? Uh, he missed three games and finished QB 10 still. I know, but I'm saying the way that Pretty he good. started was great. Yeah. He definitely trailed off at the end. Am I wrong in saying that? Um, yeah, yeah. He wasn't like putting up 25 plus at the end of the year. In fact, his best game was – his like top top game was week thirteen where he scored thirty. Other than that, it was like low twenties or just teens for five straight weeks. So I see what you're saying. Yeah. So I don't know. Just just that. And also, uh, I know we're not talking about departures, and it's not a departure, but DeAndre Hopkins is out for the first six weeks. But that does play into an addition because Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, um, We'll see how good he can potentially be in that offense while Hopkins is not there. Um, also see how good James Conner is as a running back. Did he just vulture a bunch of TDs last year to make him fantasy relevant? Can he repeat that? We'll see. Um, no, and I'll tell you why. Touchdowns are the least sticky stat, if I'm saying that correctly. And uh, when you look at the stuff that wasn't touchdowns, yards, he literally had the pretty much the same production as he did the year before. And that was he's had 750 yards last year with the Steelers the year before he had 720. And with the Steelers, the same yardage stats, he was RB 25. And then he jumped to RB5 solely because of touchdowns. And that is something that you just cannot bank on. And he's going to – he's just not going to repeat that. I'm sorry. It's not repeatable. All right. We'll see. Los Angeles Rams, Super Bowl champion. Reigning defending Super Bowl champion. Assigned Matt Stafford to what is effectively a three-year, $129 million extension that includes a $60 million signing bonus. We agreed to a three-year extension for Cooper Cup, worth up to $80 million. Cup is now under contract with the Rams through 2026. And if there was ever an acquisition or a departure, you could say hallelujah to this man. Because now, Allen Robinson is a Los Angeles Ram after signing a three-year, $46.5 million deal that includes $30.7 million fully guaranteed. All right, round of applause for Alan Robinson. Take this much money from the Los Angeles Rams after being in that shithole known as the Chicago <clears throat> Bears 
organization for so long and uh it's it's been bad it's been frustrating as an Allen robinson fantasy owner now you get life with odell out with robert woods out of town Allen robinson across from cooper cup matt stafford at the helm right here inject it into these veins yeah, I'm excited for Robinson. I hope he, uh, I hope he has a, a new life about him now, because he was not playing last year. I mean, he played, but he wasn't really Dude, playing. My man was sleepwalking. He was sleepwalking. He's like, "Was well, this game over yet?" Dude. Going through the motions. The Rams. The Rams got Bobby Wagner. Yeah. How is this possible? Bro, because the salary cap is bullshit in the NFL. That's why. And then the Patriots blow. Sorry, I'm really going to get back to the Patriots again. My bad. I'll stop doing that. I apologize. Signed what is functionally a two-year deal worth $17.5 million of base salary and another possible $23.5 million in incentives. If Wagner hits his incentives, he can opt out of the deal and become a free agent again. That's weird. Dude, what the fuck? These guys might run it back. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. San Francisco 49ers. I guess Jeff Wilson be signing on a one-year deal. $1.085 million contract with $530,000 guaranteed. I'd be happy with it. I mean, all these other offensive notes, fucking Jamichael Hayes, Marcus Johnson, Ray Ray McLeod. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, no thanks. Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, Quarterback that everybody was talking about this weekend. I don't know if you saw. It was the U.S. Open. Tweeted something, I think, on the 4th of July about their uh, whatever was going on, like Tennis U.S. Open. Some guy on Twitter, like at Seahawks fan, 540, whatever, replied to the U.S. Open. No, no, it was ESPN who tweeted something about the U.S. Open. They replied to it saying, the Seahawks fan did saying, not a sport. That's a ha-ha funny thing to do. Like when ESPN posts about sports, like baseball times, whatever, they'll reply saying, not a sport. The U.S. Open official Twitter account responded to that guy and says, not a sport coming from the guy who's about to watch 17 games of Drew Lockett quarterback. Fucking wow. wow. Damn. Give props to that uh, social media manager. So here, Drew Lockett's probably just having a nice 4th of July weekend. He's going to go on Twitter to see that. Fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Drew Locke now with that Seattle trade and the Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson is now quarterback in Seattle. Seattle also has Geno Smith resigned on a one-year deal. If you sign Rashad Penny, they signed Marquise Goodwin a, on a free agent deal. Will Disley resigned, and now Noah Fant is also tight end. Will Disley trade as well. <sighs> Drew Locke. The Broncos swapped positions 
They pulled the Uno reverse card. So now the Seahawks are in the same position that the Broncos were in. They have a lot of skill position players. You know, they got DK Metcalf. They have Tyler Lockett. They have Will Disley. I think we are overlooking a point that, uh, I mean, you wouldn't know unless you saw this little news blurb. This was 25 days ago, but it says Geno Smith is still ahead of Drew Locke in QB competition. The point still stands that I was making. That's even worse. It doesn't matter. It is worse. That's the problem. It's way worse. I guess. I don't know. But he's ahead of Locke, but it's worse. Probably because he's familiar with the system, I guess. But what the fuck are we doing, Pete? If that's the case, time for Pete to retire. Yeah, no he's shit, old. Huh? Um, is that it? Did I get to – I know. That's it. That'll do you. Nice. Um, hey. Like I said, it was a Ending brief – Ending out Geno Smith. Yeah, it was a brief, not so much brief preview of the free agent acquisitions of uh, the NFL. That was good because now I'm caught up. And now you know. And if you're watching live on Twitch, now you know. If you're listening now you in know. your car on the way to work, now you know. Now you know. If you listen before, um, if you use our voices as like kind of like a uh, like a warm-up before you go stroke it to porn, now you know. Now you know. Wow. Never thought of that. That's a possibility. So you got to think of these things. Yeah. It's football season. That might have you got to see who gets the blood flowing, you know? If it's a stellar show, right. the podcast starts to you know the blood, the blood starts run from the head to your other head. Who's to who's to stop me? You know. I mean, Glenn's just only speaking facts right now. That's all I feel on the show. Really. Listen, boys, we got some time before the season starts. We still got three weeks of preseason. We still got drafts. We still got fucking. That's it. Preseason and drafts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean we got a, we got a, we got a month and a half, I'd say, before it starts getting serious. We start getting down to the nitty gritty. So what we're gonna do each week drawing out to the season starts got a little map for you. Each week we're gonna give an in-depth preview of each division, how we see the season going for that division, the best fantasy studs, the best guys to avoid, the best guys to kind of keep tabs on and keep a note for maybe your X factor, a guy who can make or break your fantasy team. And then our predictions as the year goes by. And if you're keeping tabs at home, um, keep track of our predictions. Maybe uh, see who was right come, you know, end of the season. If we were spot on, if we were way off. Because sometimes we're, we're pretty spot on with takes. Other times, we have never been so more far away on this show. <laughs> I remember and one I'm person bad. on this show saying Dalvin Cook was going to be a fuck of the year, and then he had his best season to date. He's been a monster. I wonder who that was. Yeah. I, I don't know. People want to bring Some up fucking, fucking idiot. People want to bring up fucking Bishop Sankey, Joseph Randall, but they like to leave out those details. Hey, hey, hey. I didn't I didn't bring up Bishop Sankey. Souza asked the question, and I provided an answer, okay? What are you looking forward to this year, Susan, fantasy football? Is it another toilet bowl trip? Because I'll tell you what. You made it no. once two years ago. Fool me once. Shame on me. Oh, no. How's it go? 
Strike one. Yeah, for me. <laughs> <laughs> With Michael Skarska. Yeah. For me one, strike one. For me twice. Strike three. <laughs> strike three. <laughs> um, Back-to-back toilet bowl appearances for you in our biggest lead, which is only a buy-in of $100, by the way. It's okay. That's it. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to the draft. And because um, I'm taking a new approach, approach that I haven't really ever taken. So one part of the approach is something I've thought about, but I've never actually done it. This time, I think I'm going to do it. While implementing some other strategies here and there, I'm excited for how my team's going to shape out to be. It took I think you, I'm going to have a statistical advantage. It took you can't you say a, statistical without testicle. And testicle sounds like testicle. I rest it, my case. It took you a decade in this people. league to finally get a newer draft approach. <laughs> Stop. Just stop talking. Mason, crap, about you? It's not fair. You know what I'm excited about? <sighs> that I get to pay $100 for the buy-in. I just really like the number 100. It's a nice, round, even number. Two zeros, just like two TDs. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's a great number. Um, and then I can also afford to, you know, put groceries on my table in addition because it's, uh, it's a nice value. Uh, yeah, and groceries are important, you know. Yeah, definitely. yeah, definitely, definitely got to eat. That's for sure. Um, what am I looking forward to most this fantasy season, this football season? I don't know. It's not the Cowboys. They continue. <laughs> they continue to disappoint me each and every year. I've just become. I become one with it now. I become one with the disappointment. Fantasy too, a little bit of disappointment as of late. But it's fun. I enjoy it. Week in and week out, the stress of watching your players either not perform or perform against other teams and watching other teams perform against you, I wouldn't trade it. wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Maybe maybe I'd trade it for 250 bucks, but I don't know. I don't think I would. I don't think it's a fair deal because I can't put a price on that. But if I did have to put a price on it, I'd say maybe $100. Sounds like a fair price. Right. Usually is. So I think that'll do it for our first episode back to start the 2022 season. Hell yeah. Any final thoughts before we uh, – what, what division you guys want to preview next week? Your pick right here. Uh, uh, let's do – so what are you thinking, AFC or NFC? You call that. NFC. All right. And let's do the NFC. Let's do the NFC North. Hey, we didn't preview the NFC North. Fuck. You said we were done. I thought we were. Oh, my God. We were just wrapping up the pot. I'm out of here. It's next bro. week. It's next week material now. Yeah, that's true. See, that's a great segue, Mason. You knew I was subconsciously bad. that we didn't yeah. you know, go into detail about the NFC North. I betrayed myself. You're a fucking genius is what you are. If only you could apply this to fantasy football. Maybe, maybe it's you this year. Fuck you. I almost made the playoffs last year, man. This year's my year. You know who almost made the playoffs too? The Colts. You know what? I get to pick my own team name this year, and I was thinking about it all offseason. I already know what it is. 
what you guys it? will never know. Team hundred bucks. No. You know, know what my team name is gonna be this year? New know. day. I don't know if you, no, I don't know if you peeped the app, but regardless of how I finish each and every year, you guys know that deep down, truly, without a shadow of a doubt, I am still people's champion so this year i will be the owner of the people's team people's team a team for the people by the people led by your people's champ we'll see what we can do it was either going to be the people's team or it was going to be bronco's country (laughs) That's right. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If I'm able to get Russell Wilson in the draft, I am 110% changing my team name to Broncos Country. That's right. I'm holding you to that. Yes. You, you, everyone heard it here. I, I draft, want I to reveal my team name, but I have a surprise planned the first Sunday that we all hang out for football, like week one. So I'm going to have to change my team name literally – as soon as uh, the game start at one o'clock, it's all right. You can change it whenever. Hmm. That's dedication. All right. Till next week, uh, guys. Get the fuck out of here. Bye bye.